I'm gonna get my drink and I'll be ready to go. Ah, oh, boy. All right, booby. I feel like it was premature to press the record button. Was it? Yeah, we well, yeah, it's a lot of dead air. Was it? Codenames, yeah. All right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. good evening. Codename. Is it evening already? I mean, good evening, Tony Linguini. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. So what are we talking about? Um... I mean, we could just get right into a... It's early. It's all snack. Morning snack. Mm-hmm. You have one? Mm-mm. You don't? No. Do you want to just talk about the weather? The weather's <laughs> been really nice lately. That's nice. Yeah, it's been great here, too. Yep, it's true. The weather's been very nice. I have been spending a lot of time still listening to that Bonnie Prince Billy album. Really? I, I didn't go and listen to that after you said it. You didn't? <laughs> I ignored that, yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's It reminds me of... Um, so because the dead were involved, when I was in college, I watched this movie called Zabriskie Point. Yeah, I'm have familiar with that. I have that uh, LP, actually, the soundtrack. Yes. This album reminds me of those types of soundtracks. Those like really? 60s, hippie, but... The soundtrack oh. is mostly country. Yeah, you know, like that. Yeah, there's some I, of that you know, on Zabriskie Point too. Some of it is like really weird Pink Floyd, or like they have a jam from a Dark Star in the middle of that album. Yeah, um, yeah. Jerry Garcia has that love song. Yeah, just Jerry. Yeah, and it's all it's all instrumental. Right, but this just has that feel to me, like that that style of country. It just takes me back. I don't know why. I yeah. could be completely wrong, but it kind of like that, that, that hippie country life. stuff, like the you know. Uh, 60s, like Country Joe. Flying Jones, Burrito something. Brothers? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Does it sound like that? Some of them are. Some of them are just his normal moody stuff. Yeah. Um, But it's all, I just love it. I'm in love with it, and I love it. My favorite um, nice weather album is a live recording of um, Bob Marley and the Whalers from 1973 
at the record plant in Sausalito. Um, but it's all, it's all, uh, you know, the whale bunny and Peter Tosh, you know, like when they were all really firing all cylinders and it's just incredible live stuff. It's better than all, almost all of the songs are better than the lot, the uh, album versions. Really? Yeah. It's really great. I do like Bob Marley. Yeah. But then, but I mostly, especially after I saw that documentary about him, like he was just, I mean, his music's great, but he was greater. Yeah. Yeah. He's a cool dude. Yeah, it turns out those uh, a lot of those uh, reggae guys are actual like real spiritual people. Yeah, <laughs> not, just, not just fucking around. Oh, I was at a country club one Labor Day. I don't belong to a country club. My friend did, and I went with him. Uh huh. And it's like you're like a real down south country club where like everybody who goes there is like pink and puffy, and everybody who works <laughs> there is black. And they had this cheese oh, no. ball. This cheese ball frat dude spinning songs. And at one point he starts playing um get up, stand up. <laughs> and I was just like, if Bob Marley like he 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 should he should be allowed to come back to life and just punch that guy in the mouth. Peter Tosh with his like machine gun shaped guitar. He should be, should be able to <laughs> Shoot. They should both be allowed no. to just come out of the ground and wail on this dude. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It was awful. I have not yeah. been back to that club since. <laughs> Seriously, I haven't. <laughs> well, it was horrifying. Yeah. I'll tell you another one. Okay. I got a pickleball kit coming. My dad loves pickleball. <laughs> you and my dad play yeah. pickleball. Although I probably my- have, physically, I probably have more in common with him than you. <laughs> well, you should be careful. And both of you are way more, but we both of you are way closer to each other. I'm sure than either of you are close to me. <laughs> like your dad's the mean, and I'm on the other side. Uh, my dad's had multiple concussions, um, and which oh. has like messed him up for things. And then he got like an intense match from of pickleball. Yeah, well, the, well, no, from before that, but then okay. he had in, during an intense match of pickleball, he like. Like practically dove for something like hit his head uh, <laughs> during what? pickleball. Yeah, he's the Boris Becker of pickleball. <laughs> yeah, he's an intense pickleballer. He's a baller. He's a pickleballer. Pickleball. Yeah, I haven't played it, but here it's me neither. Int- can be intense. Tomorrow I'm gonna play. <laughs> cool. And I've never had a concussion. Well, but I probably will have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get tennis elbow the first day. Yeah. That happens pickle to me all the time. Elbow. I had tennis elbow like Fuck, I got pickle elbow. Like I got tennis elbow like digging a ditch the other day. <laughs> ah, really? It's like you got you can hyperextend your elbow like doing anything. I feel like now, now these days especially, right? You know, in the, these trying in these trying times, so fucking hard on elbows, and you don't even in the mainstream press won't say it. No, but it's true. Elbows are bearing the brunt. 5G is causing uh, hyperextended elbows. Yeah. And Bill Gates. Yep. He <laughs> wants to in, he wants to um, put his mind virus. Um, what are those things called? In your pants? <laughs> what are those things called when you get a shot? <laughs> What's it called, the uh, shot? What? To get, so you don't get the virus. Vaccine. Vaccine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mind virus. He's going to give you the mind virus. <laughs> and then the vaccine. It's going to be in it. your mind. You can't do it. You can't do it. 
No. No, it's basically crypto. He wants to give you basically crypto. The encryptical hawk. <laughs> Stringfellow hawk. <laughs> oh, wait. That, is that a badass. Airwolf. Is that from Airwolf? Yeah. Bang, yeah. Bang, no, I was, Stringfellow. God, I wish I could remember the theme song. I was just, I tried to sing the theme song and all that came out was Knight Rider. <sighs> that was a good theme song. That's Knight Rider. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the Airwolf theme song though. That's a good one. No, that's like Superman. Do you remember that when Airwolf came out, there was a competing yes helicopter? So many people about that show, and nobody remembers it. But yes, it was called Riptide. Yeah, and it had a big pink helicopter called the Screaming Mimi. Was that Riptide? Yes. But there's a, there's another one though. And the boat was called the Ebb Tide. But the show was called Riptide. Or vice versa. But they had a big pink helicopter called the Screaming Mimi. And there may have been a robot. Uh, oh no, Blue Thunder was what I'm thinking of. Nope, don't know that one. There was so at the time Airwolf Damn came it. Out, it. Yeah, I know Riptide 2 though. Oh, do you? Okay. You said the boat with the with the robot, you said that, right? Yeah, it had a robot, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 I remember that. Um but uh, Blue Thunder was like the exact same show as Airwolf, and it came out really? like af- soon after Airwolf. And then also around that time, I believe Manimal was around. Oh, I love that, that show! I love <laughs> that show. Remember, he would turn into the the a, um, a panther. panther. Yeah, yeah, and his face would get all like bubbly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a monster. Yeah, because um, uh, I always get that one confused too with uh, the movie. Beastmaster, where the guy could control. Oh him. yeah, he had two ferrets. Yeah, he could, could control animals. Yes. And there was some weird villains in that thing where they would wrap you up in these rubbery wings, and you would like, and they'd shake a little bit, and they'd open their wings, and it would all just be guts and bones, and it would, like bones, they'd, di- yep. they'd digested you in yep. their rubbery wings. And then he had like yeah. some chick with him that was like where it had like a fur bikini type. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know who that was? Great I think movie. that was the sister from. Um, uh, Wonder Years. That be, no, that's got to be wrong. It does look like her in my head. You're right. It does. That, but I, but no, this right. is a British. She was British. Oh, okay. Um, but yes, very, very, very um, genetically blessed. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of boats with robots on them. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched the reboot of The Tick on Netflix? Yes. Incredible. Yeah. Oh, uh, Danger fun. Boat? Danger Boat yeah, is danger. so good. <laughs> yeah. He's so in love. Yeah, I know. Awesome. With Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> I oh love it. But I am also... Sho- I, I shocked myself. I surprised myself uh-huh. with how much I was in love with his sister. Doc. Yeah, she's great. I loved her. Yeah, she's good. Uh-huh. And I'm in love with her. I don't know what I, you know, I saw recently that uh, speaking of, okay, this is going to bring us all together. Um, I don't know what I, this is like 80s. <laughs> I don't know what I, I don't know what this is going to bring it all together. <laughs> this is like all 80s and cartoons and being in love with somebody. Recently I saw um, t-shirts, some Facebook ad was selling t-shirts for Dungeons and Dragons, the cartoon t-shirts. That all the characters from the I Dungeons never saw and Dragons. That. I never cartoon. even knew there was a Dungeons and Dark yeah, Dragons. Yeah, it was in the '80s, and then 
all of a sudden it all came flooding back to me. They had all the different characters on separate t-shirts. And all of a sudden I saw like the one woman that was on it who was like a mage, like a wizard sort of woman. And I, and all of a sudden it came back to me like I was in love with this cartoon woman when I was a kid in the 1980s from the Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons cartoon. I <laughs> we didn't, I don't think we had that cartoon. I would have watched it. Yeah, I, it wasn't. It couldn't have remember. been on for very long. I mean, it wasn't like something that wasn't like GI Joe or Transformers or some shit. It probably right. had like one season. But I just I fell in love with a, a redheaded cartoon character. Nice. Yeah. And then you married one. I know. Uh, yeah, but since then I've fallen in love with other female uh, cartoon characters. <laughs> it happens. Uh, yeah. Um, what's her face? Hmm. <laughs> It's not Evangeline from Adventure Time. What's her name? Uh oh, Marceline. Marceline. Yeah, I love Marceline. She's the best. Yeah, she's great. She plays the bass. Come on. I also um really like the uh this isn't weird at all. I like <laughs> the um the the daughter on the um uh Small Wonder. <laughs> Stop it! No, uh, the uh, Hotel Transylvania. Hotel. Oh, I never watched those movies. Oh, she's cute. Yeah, but uh, are they good? They seem dumb. So I didn't they're watch actually good. They're a Sandler film, so it's all the Sandler dudes. It's like David Spade, Sandler, all those guys. King of Queens. Let's get into it. Okay, we are going way back. We are starting early, maybe as early as we've ever started. Maybe as early as we've ever started. Okay. No, not the Warlocks, but Q1, 1966. Super early. The first fiscal quarter one? First fiscal quarter of 1996. (laughs) Okay. 66. Taxes for 1965 weren't even due yet. No. That's how early this is. Okay. 11 days after Valentine's Day. Coincidence? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Boom. You got that crazy vibrato in his voice. Yes. Early 60s. <laughs> Whoa. I'm just straight up dancing right now. It's not like sometimes we talk about how we bop or we sway. I'm just like dancing. It's so good. Well, she's coming down those stairs, coming back her yellow hair. And I ain't gonna be treated that this Bobby playing those beep, beep chords? Or is that Jerry? I don't know. I don't Oh, that feels like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Again. Oh, man. 
that uh, mirroring of the guitar and the organ again. Like, right. was that in China Cat they did that weird last time, or is that... Which song was that last time I yes. heard that? Yeah. Jerry doing that because it sounds really up front like the and that oh song. wow that was cool That's though so sweet still on the backup lyrics backup vocal I know I wish he never stopped singing those backups he had to we can, yeah. we can talk about that I love his backup in those early days yeah, but he broke his throat. I can't tell which guitar part is who. The Bobby is very mellow. It has yeah. like a like a mellow, like an like almost like a neck pickup tone to it. Yeah. Um, so obviously, cold rain, cold and, rain snow. and snow. Awesome, so good. So not a Robert Hunter lyrics is traditional, um, but still a very very early old dead song. Traditional lyrics with new music, like they I think so. I, I've never music. gone back and heard any other version of Cold Rain and Snow. I don't know. Well, no, but uh, speaking of the Warlocks, when I said that, that is on their first recording, right? The Warlocks when they were the Warlocks, they recorded that song. Like that uh, Birth of the Dead thing? Isn't that yes. on there? Yeah. Which it would be worth playing. Uh, we sometimes should talk about that too. Like sometimes, what about like putting album versions on on occasion? Um, I'm not opposed. They're they're very interesting. They can and, be very, very interesting. But in this case, that was a uh, studio recording that they did in 1965. Uh, with the Warlocks, I believe, and that was Cold Rain and Snow was one of them, and it, and then they released, and it, for a while it was just something that was traded that I had gotten uh, digitally somewhere along the way, and have and loved it, and not a super great recording because some of it like dropped out and stuff, but then they kind of cleaned it up and released it yeah. as the Birth of the Dead, and it, but it, it was also on their first album, the Grateful Dead album, yeah, it but I'm saying did, right, but they recorded it as the Warlocks before they did that too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Great song. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So, um, let's talk a little bit about what we just heard. So that okay. was February twenty fifth, nineteen sixty six, mm-hmm. the Ivar Theater in Los Angeles, California. Um, the first. The first version of it that I could find. I mean, I, th- I think you're right that they, they, I think they did record a studio version before this February of '66. Yeah. Is my understanding. Um, I'm telling you, I don't know if it's right or not, but um, it was. This is one of those songs that has was there from the beginning, and it was there all the way through the end. Um, 
uh, a traditional song, but not one of those, um, you know, it's not one of those, um, it's not like an African-American blues standard, right? This is like, like white guy, traditional Appalachia mountain music. Some think it may have originated in the Blue Ridge Mountains, you uh-huh. know, a Tennessee, North Carolina area, Virginia. Um, but um, kind of like that, that white guy, like not like blues, but more like murder ballad, right? Yeah. Has that feel to it. Um, so that first version we heard very early. So at that point, the band, right, is... Um, so that was... Oh, shit. It's happening. February 66. Okay. So February 66, no Mickey Hart. Right. Right. Before Mickey Hart. Mickey came in uh, September 67. So no Mickey Hart. So it is just the five guys. And Pigpen is prominently on there. Um, And I think you're going to like this because there's a lot of really cool keyboards in this. That that A lot of fun with the keyboards. The sound is awesome. And he, he, you know, you can switch your your sound on even those organs. And like, it sounds like he got a lot more high end sort of just, he was playing in the higher register of the the organ too. And just sounded really, especially along with those, when he was mirroring the guitar, it's like up in that uh, mealy, mealy notes. And uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's it's really great. Um, So let's, Let's jump ahead just one month, okay? Mm-hmm. And let's listen to um, March 25th, 1966. This is the Troopers Club, Los Angeles, California, early show, but still um, just a fantastic quality recording. The last one was really good, too. It really was. And for these early shows, it can be hit or miss, but this yeah. is... 66 that's like for a 66 to sound that good is rare yeah for sure um and and i was able to find some really good ones here um even the early ones i was able to find some really good um recordings and these are this is back when um bear you know owsley was recording these shows Mm -hmm. um so he's you know his he's hands on the mixer, so don't 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 fail to think about that while you're listening to this shit. But mm-hmm. um, very active right, mix. But <laughs> I I swear to God, I heard one one time, and I I don't know if it was true or not, but I remember it as if it were true. <laughs> that the levels were just going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, like somebody was just just fascinated with like sliding the slider up and down. Yeah. Just so loud and soft, loud and soft, loud and soft. And I was just like, I listened to the whole thing, of course. I was like, oh, this is so fucking cool. But uh, I, I think it was real. Uh, and I think well, it's one of those early shows where there's like one of those, those, the fish instrument, you know, like the <laughs> sound. Yeah. And well, like, that was like pig's dark star staple playing that and, fish. And that thing, and there's one recording where that thing like comes way up front and then goes way back, and then it's like, and it gets panned left and right and it's left like a and right. Attack. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just a ridiculous instrument to have suddenly like all up in your face and then like panning left to right. It's like ooh, psychedelic fish. Uh, it's awesome. Um, okay, we're jumping ahead. Three twenty-five, sixty-six. Let's go. Oh, that. Oh, it's on the guitar. 
guitar up. Listen to these keyboards. Oh, yeah. Listen to that. Like, stabby, it stabs you. Oh, wow. <laughs> so good. It's so clean. It's so upfront. And no reverb. It's dry as hell. <laughs> wow. That's a pig vocal right there. Oh, a bunch of them, right? Very percussive on this version. I know, it's so the whole good. band. That's why I chose I chose it just because of fucking keyboards. Stabby. <laughs> this is so awesome. I love that. And those harmonies are so good. Yeah. They're they're different, right? They're not like your normal sixties rock. And they're not harmony. perfect, but they're so good. Yeah, the, the notes that they chose to do are awesome. That was cool. Chose it because they were. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I feel like that might have been a little bit of a mistake, maybe. That mean not that you chose it. That it was up front that high. Right. But it's awesome. Let's see this part. Bobby's just those notes and chords he's playing it just really sounds nice like Jerry's the lowest in the mix yeah <laughs> I love the way Billy rolls into that oh wow nice that was a different sort of feel of that yeah the most staccato note you could ever play. It's like, barely. <laughs> Got so staccato, it went away. <laughs> right. No real solo. Instrument, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out, much like pitch, where you can get a pitch so high that only dogs can hear it, their notes can be so staccato that no human could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So what do you think about that one? That's incredible. That was I so think that crazy. was exactly you'd love those fucking keyboards. Yeah, it's just nuts. I mean, like I said, it must have been somebody just left a slider a little up too high and forgot about it, and like wasn't they were like out doing a balloon or something and and uh, forgot to keep mixing it. But it sounded awesome. It's fun to hear that. It's fun to get like. I mean, I, I wish we could do that on our own. You know, I wish we had like multi-track where we could like just put somebody up in the mix and be like, here, check this out, you know? Mm-hmm. That would be super fun. Let's jump ahead a year. Okay. Picture a world where the Grateful Dead's album just came out. The first album. The first album. Studio album came out. Yeah. 31767. Nobody cared. <laughs> now imagine it's the day after. Yeah. And imagine it's Winterland Arena in San Francisco, California. Nice. Their third show at Winterland. Wait, can we talk about Do we know what the reception of that album was? Like, what did people care? Did Was it like, I mean, I'm sure locally people, I'm sure people were super psyched in San Francisco and all their, I'm sure they had a huge following in the area. But like, I can't imagine the Dead's first album was a huge national I wouldn't think so. I have no, I don't know at all how it was received. No, me neither. I wish I did. Often they have, sometimes they have, like if you look at Wikipedia about a certain thing, it has like reception is one of the things and they'll tell you critically or otherwise or, you know, how it was. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Richard Goldstein from the Village Voice Mm -hmm. in 67 called the album Straight, Decent Rhythm and Blues. And a perfect illustration of a good album like those long-lasting cold remedies filled with tiny time capsules which burst open at their own speed. Cuts (laughs) that astound at first fade as subtle ballads emerge. Great blasts of noise vanish as haunting melodies appear. A line suddenly hits home, a phrase, a shade of meaning, and the whole album becomes something else again. There you go. I would have thought that it would have been more just uh, groundbreaking in terms of the sound. Like that, the way that album opens is such a mission statement. The Golden yeah. Road, like, the you know, it's road. like, yeah, wow. this, this, right. yeah. And, it, and when you listen to the words, and it's just like, you know, mm. party, but like psychedelic and like do whatever the fuck you want. And just like, you know, uh, I don't know. It's, it's I can't imagine that I, I'm surprised that he's saying it was like, traditional rhythm and blues sort of yeah it's, it's so much more than that i think it misses what, the, what i mean i can kind of see it getting overshadowed by like airplane around the same time right i mean if you want to hear yeah like go band from that time like airplane were like more radio friendly what year was it again 67 yeah so you've got things like uh are you experienced and uh fucking beatles uh Sergeant Pepper is coming out that year. So it's going to be kind of hard to say this is like groundbreaking psychedelic, like nothing we've ever heard before. Right. That, uh, but I didn't say that you did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's jump ahead. Okay. And let's listen to it. Yeah. 31867. Yeah. Well, I married me a wife. She's been trouble all my life. Run me it feels fast. Yeah, it's definitely fast, Grim. 
know he's a goat. <laughs> Not doing those piccato uh, organ hits. No, the organ's completely different. Well, I really like that. Where it's kind of like me, new, 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 new. Yeah. Carnival. Yeah. Like a calliope. Oh, that was interesting. I love the drum beat here. This is kind of what it turned into. Yeah. That great snow. Oh man, so good. That real straight ahead, like snare and bass drum beat they plays at the beginning of that part. Yeah. So good. A master at the snare drum. <laughs> and his E string just sounds so loose, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm so twangy. The fuzz gets all fuzzy breaks up. This is, uh, I think this is just, uh, West Not the best quality recording, a little hissy, but um, super, no. um, super fast. Yep. The organ completely different. It, now it's like yep. a bed of calliope, like you said, music. Which I think the way it is is kind of goes on for a while like that. That that uh, thing we just played before that one with the staccato one. That that was the first time I'd ever heard anything yeah, like that. Yeah, that was that special. Yeah. That was special. And we were sure that it wasn't like TC or anything. He wasn't around then, was he? No, he was not. He's not till 69. And okay. speaking of 69, here we go. How about June 7th, 1969? Mm. What do you think about that? It's a very June good year. June 7th, 1969. Again at the Fillmore. Two years later at the Fillmore. Yeah. That uh, those so we've heard a couple of times, and almost every time Jerry's got that vibrato in his voice, and we've talked about it before. Right. But I think, but I want to refine what we said. We said it was like a '60s thing, but I think it was more specifically like a '60s San Francisco psychedelic vocal style. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's very Grace Slick, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it that's what I mean. It wasn't like then you heard 
you know, uh, the Beatles doing that or, or, no. or any, Jim you know, Morrison. Yeah, no, it was, it. no, it was a San Francisco psychedelic sound that a lot of the groups at that time did. I just realized whenever somebody says Jim Morrison, I always imagine him wearing a diaper. <laughs> I would imagine him wearing a scarf. Really? Yeah. I just imagine him no shirt, diaper. I think a scarf he probably really did, but a diaper, I don't know. Maybe in a long drive in the desert, he wore a diaper. I mean, I'd go scarf and diaper. <laughs> just the scarf and diaper. Yeah. Maybe some cowboy boots because he got to drive. Oh, a little tidbit I forgot to say about that last show. <laughs> yeah. Um, just little tidbits you pick up when you're doing this research, but that tape uh-huh. didn't appear until the summer of 89. No just, one had just, it. No. And I just think yeah. things like that are cool. I don't know how that shit happened. I know there was like, there was like some story about how um, there's like a whole tour that disappeared for a long time because uh, like Keith had it on his boathouse or something. <laughs> like, like he had it on his boat, like the boathouse tapes or something. So there was like there was some whole like he had taken back to listen to it and then had just like lo- did, lost them. Did they not have tapers then? No, they actually didn't formally allow tapers until the 80s. They didn't embrace that until the 80s. Wow, really? I thought they for sure had that in the 70s. But that was happening, no. but not uh, allowed? Or it there just are didn't... audience tapes from earlier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Where were all those, aud- those audience tapes from the 70s? All but the I place, mean, right? like, think about, not the 60s, though, because you're talking real no. to real, right? I mean, until the cassette yeah. came out. What were you, you know, you, yeah. couldn't, you weren't going to show up with like a, a fucking wax cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So jumping ahead, same place. No, I'm sorry. The last one was Winterland. This is Fillmore West. I get them confused. But San Francisco. We're jumping ahead. Um, I think David Gans released this one first um, mm. on his Grateful Dead Hour. This is our first um, visit with both Mickey Hart and TC on keyboards. Oh, okay. Big old big band. Big band. So let's hear what that sounds like. Two days before my birthday. And also a couple years. A couple years and two days. Different key. I think he fucked it up. Yeah, he fucked it up. Okay. <laughs> might still be a different. You might be right. It might be a different key. Sounds lower, right? It sounds different. That's nice. Something sounds a little out of out of tune to me, though. There's there's um tape distortion on this. Flutter. And wow. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of messing me up. <laughs> Bobby was. Jerry just started screaming into it. Yeah. This is SG Jerry. 
Yeah, sounds like it. Dreamer. Still fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so interesting. I wonder if they changed the key. If they did change the key for like vocal register. That's great. Yeah. Probably like vocal flourishes. Yeah. Take a solo? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 69 cold rain and snow. Um fast, a lot of keyboard, very keyboard heavy. Yeah. I like those little flourishes that Jerry has started to do now. Um on the guitar or the vocals? He did both. <laughs> the guitar I'm talking about. Yeah. Um yeah, that was yeah. fun. Yeah, you know, Bobby doesn't have anything real distinct in these. I mean, he's not true. In the, some of the early ones where you could hear him well in the mix, he was doing the, some really cool, the mellow guitar sound in the fir- this first or second one. Really no, I mean, nice. he doesn't have like specific parts that, you know, that he... Oh, went... like his orchestrated pieces? Yes, yeah. right. Not right. like China Cat where he had like a thing. I mean, he China Cat's a real Bobby-heavy guitar song. So For it's sure. hard, to com- hard to compare them. But he doesn't have like go-to feel yet i mean he might develop he doesn't have a go-to like structure that he's doing he's kind of just doing his thing which sometimes is very cool but it's not like a thing he's doing the same over and over Mm-hmm. 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 um i'm i'm already past that and i've moved on and now okay. i've moved on to merrimack community college in kirkwood uh-huh. missouri uh-huh uh, May 14th, 1970. So, see you later, TC. You're gone. You're <laughs> not there anymore. But Mickey's no. still here. Why so, was TC brought in? I don't know. Because it wasn't, that wasn't when, like, I think Ron was still, uh, Ron still had it. Yeah. And, and also, he was dependable. Like, I mean, he was drunk a, a lot all the time, right? He was kind of a drinker from the beginning, right? But I, I he was never, not dependable like he was still doing it yeah he's playing and and so i don't know why tc would have come on i feel like i don't know it's weird um he sat in a couple live shows i think and then um he was in the air force and then when he got out of the air force he joined the band for a little while and then when they got busted in um january of 70 in new orleans he like left the band he wasn't a drug guy so he didn't he like and, the fact that they got busted and wanted out. I don't know. I don't know if that was uh, it or just coincidence, but he and Pigpen were not drug guys. 
No, no. I wonder who, like, did Pigpen want him there or did the rest of the guys want him there or, like, you know, just what the impetus of bringing him in or who was... I don't know. I mean, they had two drummers. They had two guitarists. I don't know that... Having two keyboardists two keyboardists is weird, like though. Th- what would be an ego thing to either one of them? I don't know. Right. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you don't have a lot of bands that have two bass players or two keyboard players, you know? Are there bands with two bass players? Uh, yeah, I can only think of one. Uh, Ned's I don't know Atomic, Ned's Atomic Dustbin from oh, really? the 90s. Although, actually, I think on the... Um, in one of the... It's not the... It's the French... It's the French one, not stop making sense but there's a really high quality professionally done talking heads live show from around that time i think no actually maybe a little later because um adrian Ballou is in the band yeah he plays guitar right he plays but he doesn't really play guitar he makes animal sounds with a guitar yeah, i know he's crazy yeah um but it's a whole live show and and bernie worrell is on keyboards yep yep um but they have two bass players Tina they Weymouth was Tina like Weymouth. part of the original band, and she yes, yeah. but they had a they have another bass player playing with them. But Tina's great; huh. and, she is and good. The but... Camera guy is in love with; her. he's constantly like zooming in on her legs. And <laughs> I'm, surprised, <laughs> I'm surprised they would have with her being such a core part of the band. I'm surprised. I mean, because Bernie was brought in later. Later, Adrian Ballou was brought in later. You know, I, mm-hmm. you know, to, her, it's weird that they would have a, a. It's weird to have a second bass player no matter what. But with her being as good as she is, like, why? I don't know. It's just weird. But, it is right. weird, but but check it out. It's great. If you find it's on YouTube, it's okay. the French one, whatever, whichever one the French one is. Sure. But anywho, we're jumping ahead here. This was a three set show. Looks like they did uh acoustic, maybe a little acoustic set, five songs yeah. first, then the second set, including the weight to close set two in nineteen seventy. Wow. It's interesting. Um and then here we go with a little cold rain and snow from Missouri. Missouri. You get the volume right. I think it's Mouse, Missouri. Edit that out. <laughs> it has slowed down. Yep. You definitely hear Bobby. Yeah. Still organ. Will I marry me a wife? She's been trouble all my life. Oh, such great vocals. Me too. I mean, it, I was just thinking, this sounds, this is the first version that really sounds like the Grateful Dead are playing and where everybody's doing their own thing and they're all just yeah. being like floating along the same wave. It, it just really feels like everybody's so comfortable in it. Yeah. 
drummers. Yeah. than the past and a lot less organ than the past. She's been trouble all my life. Bobby's playing is much more delicate on this. I really like yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's there's some more organ. Jinxy cat. Took everyone else dropping out. Yeah, the dynamics. Organ's too quiet. Run me out in the cold rain. That Bobby, that's been Run me out in the cold rain. Oh, wow. Notes like lead guitar during the vocals. Awesome. Yeah, he he's so good at that. Improvising on his feeling like he's not leaving anything off the table with his vocals, but still playing those little licks while he's yeah. so amazing. Pretty raw sounding for super raw for 70 though. You know what I mean? Like it sounds like an earlier. If you, if you had played that, and other than the tempo, like the sounds of the guitar, like especially Jerry's lead, like sounds so early mm -hmm. 60s, right. or mid 60s. 
Yeah. Yeah. You can hear it advancing, right? Yeah. So I was looking about a little information about the tune just because I was looking for something. But so I think it's interesting. Someone posted the number of times they played Cold Rain and Snow in the different years. So 66, 8, 67, 8, 68, only two, 69, 15 Right, 68, they dropped it off. I, yeah, I saw that. They played it twice, but uh, and then 69, 15 times, and then 70, they played it 41 times in 1970. Mm-hmm. So they were super digging it, and you can definitely feel it in that version. I yeah. mean, it drops off. It drops off hugely after that. Yeah, a but, dozen um, times in 71, a handful yeah. in 72, 273s, yeah. 174 maybe? Yeah, and like none in 75, according to this person. Of yeah, of course. They were slightly different hiatus. numbers. Then well, in yeah. 76, they come back. And a couple 77s, we may hear a couple of nice. And then mm-hmm. and then it just like picks back up and it becomes part of the rotation until yeah. um well into ninety-five, June. Of yeah, May. but forty times in seventy is, yeah, they uh, were that, that was that's when they were really doing this year. And yeah. maybe, you know, like it just sounded so perfect on that um on that SG. And oh, I man, wonder it, if it's it like, is that why? Like you know, like he's he's all about what it sounds like, right? And so that yeah. song with that that run, that let's talk about that a little bit. That that lead motif. When I first heard that, and this is one of the very first um, Grateful Dead songs I ever got turned on to. I don't remember really? how exactly. Wow. But I remember talking, this one. Are you talking about the motif? Do you mean the that part where they're just kind of that yep. it that jumped out at me as something I was like, this is not normal. Like this is not it's it's deceptive in that it sounds very sounds, simple. Yeah. I and mean, they they yeah. But the, it, the way it's the rhythm is just chopped off and then restarted and then quickly chopped off and then restarted again. Yeah, and, it's and, weird. And it, it just jumped out of me in a way that um, I'm sure there's other examples, but the, like um, the first time at a concert when I heard NICU, yeah, that, that riff that Trey plays at NICU, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> like that's the feeling I had when I heard this song because I, I don't know if that that style or that riff or that lick, whatever you want to call it, is in like came from like the traditional version of it. And right. If, if it was yeah. on blue, you know, like a banjo, like that's what they would do. I don't know, but it seems to have kind of always been there. Yeah. But, and maybe it's just because it's so fucking good, but, but it's so weird. It's, it's, it, it just, I'm like, okay, yeah. wait, 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 what? <laughs> and I wanted to hear it again and again. And it's the type of thing. It's like, I try to sit down and play to get the guitar. I, it, if I didn't have the tab in front of me, Two hours, I could sit there and try and play it just from memory. I would never get it right, yeah, because of that key change weird. in the middle of it. How it just yeah. kind of walks down. Yeah. It, it's just and doubling it with the guitar and the organ and that organ sound. It's, even yeah. if it was a tra- if it was a traditional thing where you can imagine, yeah, like you said, playing like mandolin and banjo together or something on that. But then once you get electric guitar and organ together, then all of a sudden it's a whole new thing and it's crazy sounding. Because they certainly played crazy rhythm sometimes in bluegrass stuff. Like those people are, a lot of those pe- musicians are incredible musicians, you know? Sure, sure. Um, but that that just 
rolling kind of it's just kind of like that roll just it's like that just like a, it's like a wagon wheel just going over and, it, and over and, and over. it changes it changes from that hyper speed the to like that riff just the whole thing kind of just changes once it goes slower like this in 1970 when all of a sudden you, then it's got a kind of like meandering whereas like before it was like and um and they had like a you're really hitting some notes percussively but this one they're like it almost swings more where it was really straight ahead before yeah no i'm totally with you um we haven't heard this in this position yet um we're jumping ahead to um europe 72 tour Mm-hmm. This is a set one opener. They just opened the show with, I shouldn't call it set one opener. This is the show opener. Cold rain. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's show. Fine. Either one, either oh, I shouldn't have done it. Either one is acceptable. No. It's in the dictionary. Fucking asshole. I'm such a jerk. <laughs> anyway, this is a show opener. And it, it, it had a lot of, um, it was not rare for it to be a set opener, whether it be a show opener or a set opener. Right two or a set one no opener. it's not it's not a set opener it's a show opener it's not a thing and and if you play it first in the encore that's also not a set opener so the only set opener is set two opener okay okay i've said okay. my piece and counted to 10 <laughs> <laughs> so tivolis concert style concert style that sounds right yeah i mean it's copenhagen uh four seventeen seventy two and this is um there was another one that was from europe 72 tour that i think was a little more popular but i liked this one a little better so i just went with this one um but this is i think a you know 72 obviously the dead are just fucking feeling it Mm -hmm. um we're back to one drummer Mm -hmm. um no tc (laughs) No, no, no TC. No Keith. Wait, um, Keith. And yeah. is it Keith and Pigpen? Yes. Yeah. This is both. But um, do you know that they both play on this song? Because they would kind of switch off sometimes, right? I don't I don't know who. I, I, I think it's probably Keith on piano and, and Pigpen on keyboards. But you can tell me what, what you hear. Uh-huh. Um, Donna and Keith joined the band a month earlier. Yeah. Um. But um, what was I going to say? No, I don't know. I was going to say something really good. I'm drinking that wine you gave me. Oh, really? Yeah. Rito Puro? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. It's a good red. Yeah, it's it's, good. Uh, it's, a, it's uh, dry. It's a little... Uh, it's probably a little funky, right? Does it have a little kind uh, of funk to it? Like a little charcuterie taste to it? Maybe a little. I was going to go more with like the peppery, leathery sort of taste okay. to me. Um. Who's the um who's the importer on the back label? Um I don't have the bottle right here. I think it was like um Kirkwood, does that sound right? No. Kermit Lynch. Uh, no, sorry, Kermit Lynch, yeah. Okay, Kermit Lynch. Yeah, he tends to have a earthy, earthy taste to his the wines that he brings in. Yeah. Um yep. nice tannins. Good. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, no, I you know what the finish has a little bit of a funk to it, I will yeah. say. Yeah. The, not 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 the nose and not uh, up front, but when you the finish is a little bit of a fun, a little bit of a, a little salami skin on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Cool. So thanks for that. <sighs> I'm also drinking something funky. If you want to know about it. April 17th, 1972. Copenhagen. What's the fish they eat there? Uh, Gefelte? <laughs> and now Lutefisk? <laughs> that's uh, in... Lutefisk. I don't think that's Denmark. You say this is Denmark? Copenhagen, Denmark, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's like a... I don't think that's uh, Denmark. That's like Finland or Norway or something. I think it's Norwegian. Maybe both. I don't know. It's Scandinavian. What's that's that not a country. Yeah. Really? I don't know. Scandinavia? No. Fine. Be that way. Bulgravia? <laughs> Burr. <laughs> Burr. Oh, Denmark, Norway, and Sweden are all uh, part of Scandinavia. But I don't I don't know if that means they all they I think all that, I think Lutefisk. It is defined by which countries eat Lutefisk. <laughs> that's really? how you define that's how you define Scandinavia. No. no <laughs> Everyone loses, all right? Everyone fucking loses. Until I click play. Waiting. Oh, yeah, so much bass. Phil Heavy. Phil Heads. Philip Phil. Phil. Phil up. Phil up. Phil. Phil. Pianer. Yep. Keith. Definitely changes the feel of it. Yeah. So laid back. Right. And the vocal, everything. Yeah. Except Phil. Billy's just like killing it on the groove. I love the sound of his drums. Oh, yeah. I think he played some Rogers kits in the 70s. Okay, I have no I idea. I have an eye out for the Rogers snare. I love this. It's a nice crack. A little not super high end. Mid-rangey snare. Nice. Real, real. Yeah, the piano. No, Bobby. Oh. There's keyboard. The organ in there? Yeah, organ in it. Oh yeah. It is Keith and Pigpen. Yeah. Well, unless they have two hands. Does either one of them have two hands? <laughs> it sounds like both of them, though. Yep. I like to think that they're each playing with one hand and holding hands. <laughs> yeah, because the music conductivity goes through their right. hands. <laughs> oh, I love the bends. I know. I really do like Keith's playing, though. I love it. I, I, I love his playing. 
because I keep connecting Morgan. Yeah. They're both great. Yeah. Both great. Yeah. Wow. Gary's vocals. Me too. Oregon is so good there. Yeah. Little staccato. Yeah. Remember this? Remember me? <laughs> Ooh, <ew. a great breakdown right Billy I thought you couldn't really do that as well with two drummers you know just right. kind of like couldn't yeah. not nearly as nimble no yeah staccato staccato organs playing so well together. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah, it was really good. To this point, though, there hasn't been a real jam out of this. No, no, no. 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 It seems like it could really, it's not a song that you couldn't jam on. It's like, it's, I don't know, it's got a great feel. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. why not? Why not? Maybe. maybe I agree. I would have loved if they had taken any of those to the moon, but they didn't. Nope. Not a single one. So let's go back to Winterland. Two days after Christmas, nineteen seventy-seven. Okay, cool. Let me flip some pages. Here. Flippity, flippity, floppity, floopity, florpus. This was a four-night Winterland stand. This was a um, like a holiday show tour, little little holiday run. A little land stand? Yeah, a little uh, 1227, 1229, 1230, 1231, Fun. This was the fourth show added, but it was the first show of the run. So they, they had the three-night run, and then they added an extra Winterland show here. Mm-hmm. Again, this is a set opener, so you know which set it is. 
First set. No. Encore. Stop it. <laughs> uh, it can't be the first set because the first set was Bertha. Okay. Uh, this is cold rain and snow to open the second set. And then after this, they went into your little lazy lightning supplication. So you know it's huh. 77. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much to say about this one. <laughs> like from the background, there's really nothing in the old... Um, in the tapers compendium, there's literally no, no commentary Notes. at all. Yeah. Um, okay. Really. Were you talking about the lyrics at all? Let's do it. Let's get okay. into it. Yeah. Let's get into some lyrical. So cold rain and snow. <laughs> it's almost Precipitation. Like it's, it's almost like it's talking about the it's weather. Like, it's like cold out. It's like then... weather or not. Is it but rain? It is. And snow, or is it rain and or snow? Is it happening at the same time? Well, she's you coming down usually, the stairs. You don't usually get rain and snow together. Nope. I so don't. the tune comes from the Eastern Mountain music tradition. Yeah. Uh, most likely the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina, yeah. Virginia. Mm-hmm. Rarely recorded. Um, this song has long been popular among old-timey music groups. Mm-hmm. Um, finding out the original version has proven uh, tricky. Uh, it's at least dates back at least to the 19th century and this folk music in the truest sense. Um, the best known recording of the tune among country aficionados is the one by Obrey Ramsey. On his Obrey Ramsey sings folk songs from Three Laurels. Huh. Yeah. Um, so um, here's the deal. The lady, she's coming down the stairs, brushing back her hair, but he's pissed. He's not going to be treated this way. So right. she went up to her room. And she's singing. Hmm. He's he's heading off to someplace warmer. Yeah. And then he married a wife, and she's been trouble. Trouble, yeah. And that's All it. Damn life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's there's not a lot there, but it's um, there's something about the way the words are parsed in each verse that really has a um, an interesting lyrical sound to it, almost like the um, like it's not really about what it's what it means. It's more about just like what the words sound like to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really but like that it. being said, it's certainly, uh, I mean, you know, I think that it's not an uncommon theme in terms of like lady troubles, you know, yeah, it's no. basically just like, it's just, it, it is a story of a person's love life and at least a couple parts of it. And yeah, the old, it. Hey, my wife's a bitch. Am I right, guys? <laughs> hey. Yeah. Am I right? All right. Take which my wife. We, which, hey, please. Which one were we going to listen to? <laughs> 77. No. I got one of those. Let's do it. Okay. Nice whistle. Yeah. Who's the guy who brings a whistle? The ref? The show ref? Very polished. Very polished. Oh, yeah. 77 is all about. So Keith on piano. Bomb. 
Yeah, he's stutter stepping his way through. Yeah. He got a really nice syncopation on his bass line. He really does. And this this tone of his is, is the tightest we've heard it, and it really works. Yeah. A little boomy too. Yeah, it feels feels like more P bassy than his other stuff has felt. Yeah. Which is what I really like. Oh. the difference in what Billy can do on this version compared to the last version. Right. It just doesn't do as much. Nope. It feels handcuffed. It frustrates me. He does, but Jerry's tone bursts through like a sunbeam through the clouds. Did you hear that? That's so I'll be holding a note. Still growly though. He gets different sounds out of different strings because he's not like he's not a pickup shifter. You know what I mean? He's not constantly changing his pickup selector like Trey is. Right. His just guitars just—they were so perfect for him. But I feel like he's still getting intentionally getting a dirty sound for this yep. song compared to I'm other not, songs. Yeah, but when he first started that solo, it was just like so crisp and yeah. But compared to other '77 tones that he got, yeah. this is dirt. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, Donna. Listen to that. The growl. Yeah, those low strings. I like that he's playing so low. I, I feel like I'm hearing a keyboard. All piano that I hear. You mean like a, a synth or, a, or an organ? That's why I'm most Bobby tricking me. He's playing some crazy shit. Yeah, he was before he held his note and went like. Yeah, he's got a weird tone in this song. Crazy chords, the 
think of that white travis beam sounding like that but that was no it's just but it's the thing about it is like jerry oh whoa (laughs) crank it up turn it up man um that freedom rock clearly jerry just identifies this song doesn't matter how much they speed it up or slow it down right it is just a rock song that his guitar is going to growl through yes no matter what his like, low e string is going to yeah. fart in your face every yeah. fucking time it's gonna spray i i, I don't squirt the dirt i'm sorry i, I i'm in a new chair and <laughs> i keep doing this thing where like if i like I, I spin to side to side, like as I'm listening to the music, you know, yeah. it's like a desk it's chair. Slowly and winding I, yourself if down. I, no, if I spin too far to the left, like I pivot on my toe, my right foot toe, and my right heel yeah. pops up and it hits the lever that makes my seat drop to the floor. <laughs> and oh! I, it keeps, <laughs> I keep falling down like an elevator shaft. I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell my wife she was okay. <laughs> yeah, she could have done better, but uh, I don't mind. Fucking <laughs> Dylan, the world's greatest asshole. Yeah. You just kind of wasted my time, but whatever. Don't worry about it. All <laughs> right. Let us jump. Yumping. Let us yump. Seven years. To the year 2000. <laughs> no. Just Age kidding. of Aquarius. Nope. We're going to Maine, brother. The show me state? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> show me. No, Maine is the... Um, vacation land. Vacation land. You, yeah. You've been to um, Acadia, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never been. I want to go. Cool place. It has fjords. Real ah, oh, that must be. And beautiful. I camped on a fjord. Like I literally camped my set my tent on a tent platform that the water would come up and lap up on like hit the bottom of the tent mm. uh platform, but never come up to get your tent wet. It was just a perfect mm-hmm. height. So you hear this like lapping of the water on the bottom of the tent platform and never come really? up. And and then you wake up in the morning and you look out and you're on a fjord and then you would fog? see was there fog? There was fog in the morning oh. and when then the fog cleared you would see dolphins sometimes oh my word. and you would see seals sometimes out in the fjord and then we got uh canoes. shields with their top off. Yeah, it was a lagoon <laughs> and it was blue. <laughs> and, and then no, we rented a a canoe and there's like cliffs on all sides, these huge high cliffs. Then we canoed around these canoodled around the cliffs. It was great. Yeah, Clavin on your right, Burton on your left. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Cliff Burton? Hawkeye. Oh. Yeah. Is that the actor's name or the No. Name? No, Jeremy Renner is the actor. I thought that was a guy. Oh, that guy, yeah. From Wait, Hurt Locker. Cliff Burton is Hawkeye's real name? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, why do you know that? I just watched the Avengers. Oh, I guess they say it sometime in the movies, huh? Well, you know, they say Burton a lot because he goes rogue. I thought rogue was rogue. (laughs) He goes rogue. He does go rogue. 
He gets tricked um, into be, being evil. Well, yeah, Loki, the trickster. Yeah. I mean, that's his deal. It's tricking. Yeah. Tricks you. Turn in tricks. <laughs> How about Maine? October yeah. 12th, 1984. Wait, why? Oh, wow. Why'd you ask about Acadia, though? Because this is in Maine. Okay. Katie's in Maine, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that riff leading into it. Yep. Probably even slower than before. Yep. Jerry's going to hit it with his old man voice. Uh, Brent is playing a nice organ sound. Really nice. Great, great job. Reverb on his voice actually really I mean, is no, good. Reverb or delay, I don't know which one it is, but it's crazy. <laughs> harmonies are great. Super good. Maybe some of the better harmonies of the whole thing we've listened to. I love that effect on his vocals. A very pig pen esque keyboard on sound. Yeah. And not just the sound, but the actual what he's playing. It's very um, pig. Yeah. Very wrong. This is also a set open. Set one? Don't make me. Yeah. 
Like that note there is vocal. Like a country vocal almost. Yeah, very. Wow, Jerry's vocals are great on this. Yeah, they're just so relaxed. Dylan on Late Lady Lay. Yeah, yeah. So who else is doing this? the three-part harmonies? Is Bobby and Brent and Jerry? Yeah, I don't think Phil is singing again yet. enough 80s to know if his voice is always like this. hypnotic um yeah. well that was yeah, great that, that was, was a great version it really I was had, good no compl- no complaints about brent at all on that everything he did no. was great vocals keyboards everything the that, whole song in general was great i mean i would, you know bobby was doing those awesome whammy bar jammy bars and um you know really everything was just great so um We've touched on it a little bit, but let's talk about Phil Lesh's vocals because this is something I recently, in in doing this, came came across. I did not know. Phil did background vocals until about seventy two. Yep, 
and they were good. And it was and mostly was, the higher registered the stuff. High register, which is outside yeah. of his normal range. And he damaged, oh. he damaged his throat. Just because so, he was singing outside his normal range. Yes. And so he had to stop. And he basically, oh. once Donna came on, he stopped. Yeah. He, of course. He, start, he sang again a little bit from like 78 to 80 or 81. A little he bit. He didn't take anything. No. They took his mic away. He had no mic. 72 to 78. Nothing. Right. Um. Yes. And then he, there was like three years there, like the end of Donna, beginning of Brent, where he sang a little bit and then did not sing again until like 93. Hmm. Yeah. And then he, then he started singing like Broken Arrow and shit like that. It was all. Uh, Unbroken Chain is a great song, but right, his no. singing live is not. Uh, and did we yeah. already talk about that story? About how yeah. like everybody that you know that I know came down to Philly for those shows at the Spectrum 94. Uh-huh. Yeah. So 94, I think it was 90. Yeah. No. Yeah, probably because I wasn't there yet. No, it was 94. It was your freshman year, right? To 94. It your was fall. Year. It was your it was fall. It was it was fall of 94, so it was your freshman year. Ooh. I was in the other I was in that room that you knew me from. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that we really knew each other yet, but all my friends from Massachusetts okay. came down for that show. Okay. I went to the show the first night. Yeah. The spectrum. They, he, they played Lucy in the sky with diamonds. I remember uh-huh. the show was so bad. I was like, guys, the music's not good. I don't want to go anymore. I had tickets yeah. to the next night. I didn't go. Wow. That night they played on Broken Chain. Broken Chain. Yeah. yeah. Which it probably wasn't great either, but. I don't. I don't know. I've never. I've actually never listened to it. Um, it that it, version, but, yeah. No, I haven't. Heard, I haven't heard. That's it. the one because he t- he talks about how his son wanted him to play it, and his son was at the show, and his son asked him to do it, Who's and son? then he did it. Phil's son. Oh, really? Graham Lash, I believe his name is. Yeah, mm-hmm. asked him to do it, so that's why they did it. I didn't know that was a Philly though. Yeah, Spectrum. Hmm. The old, the old Spectrum. Yeah, yeah. All right, one left. Okay. Jump ahead. Two to nineties? No. Oh. Almost. 89. Huh? Do they not do it in the nineties? They must have. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they they, they did it in they did it a bunch of ninety. Yep. And we're um, just not doing it again. And you no, after all after all that shit that I talked that ninety four. They even played three and ninety five. Well, what are you doing, man? We, uh, we talked about this. We talked about this. Why are you doing yeah, and this? Then you were. Were you not there last time? <laughs> I was there. If it were not for Malcolmus, we probably would still be in a deep depression at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like, how are you going to know how bad it is unless we do it? Uh, maybe this. Maybe Coleraine uh, Snow is good, but you know, like I said, there's still art. Do you? Again, not find any information about it being good. Like, there's no no one says, "Oh, this one '90s version is halfway decent. It's pretty cool. It's okay." Like anything like that. You don't see that shit. No, I have not okay. seen that shit. That '84 was great. The '84 was great. I had an acquaintance at Penn who had this massive tape collection. Are we gonna bleep his name too? What if that? What if you say Shithid? <laughs> yeah, then we have to bleep it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that guy could like uh fucking chug a whole 40 without actually swallowing just like pour it directly down his throat into his guts it was so crazy oh he must have sucked mad dick <laughs> yep only mad ones though angry angry dicks yeah i mean like 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 the dick version of mad cow <laughs> <laughs> mad dick disease <laughs> dick. Like, so <laughs> Wait, your dick is also a cow? <laughs> yeah, it's a dick version of mad cow. <laughs> well, okay. I didn't know that the cow... I thought just the mad part would be transferred, not oh, the no, cow no, no, part. Oh, no, no, no. The balls become an udder. The <laughs> oh, really? balls become an udder. <laughs> that's weird. With tiny little nipples? Yeah, and that's the only way you can <laughs> suck out the pee. Which is clearly stored in the balls. <laughs> yeah. You know that it only floats if it becomes an udder. <laughs> but Cold name. said something crazy to me at the time. He's like, 1984 is my favorite year for the Grateful Dead ever. <sighs> it blew my mind. It blew my mind. Yeah. That's a weird thing to say. Okay. So no 90s for us today, huh? I mean, the 4th of July, 89 is super close to 90s. Is, super, is the guy from the tubes? No, <laughs> he's not there. It's still Brent. Yep. Doing his thing. Yeah. Um, and this is one I haven't listened to yet. So you and I are listening to this one. Freshies. So you listen to most of them beforehand? Yeah. In their entirety? Mm, most of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I feel cheated. Because there's a lot of li- I listen to that I don't put up here. Yeah. But right. they're all out there for you, just like they're out there for me. So you shouldn't feel cheated. You could find you could find all of them and more. You no, but feel, more than I've listened to today. I feel cheated that I'm hearing for the first time, but you're not. No, no, no. That's not the deal here. The, if the deal was that you and I were both surprised, there's a third actor. And then we have to talk about that person and who is that. That's, no, that's God. 89, July 4th. Coming at you. <laughs> Still a great organ sound. I like how he fades in like that. Yeah, and Phil seems like a lot of um, open space. Yeah. Phil, that staccato. Even older old man vocals. And he just kind of like falls into it. How does Phil come up with those runs? I don't know. I think he's going down and he's going up. I, I, just, I, think, I, think, I think he's thinking melodically more than that. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, so good. is very active in this one. Bobby still using that whammy. This gives it yeah. just a weird like 
a bizarreness to it. I just love. Still hit a sour note there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, warbly. Yeah, it is weird. This song is just like that, right? I mean, that's what they're talking about before, which is guitar sound. Everything. It's always that way. The organ is super dance Oh, that was nice. That was nice. Yeah. Oh, he's just soloing now, yeah. That's the first time we heard that. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> after, after Bobby would have done it, uh, Billy would have done a stop start. Yeah. But then they don't. Jerry not mailing the vocals in at all. I mean, just going for it. Yeah. It's intense. A lot of dynamics. Yeah, Brent really is like doing a lot of cool stuff. Great job. So good. Brent and Jerry singing? Oh, there he is. 
was it before? So many more notes. He's so reserved on that. I know. Um, I feel like there's a there's like a trend with the '89 shit where it's like. They really are in '89. They're bringing it back to the early days in the style well, that they're playing the stuff. It yeah. really um, in the really '80s like in general, I feel like they do that. Yeah, I feel like they 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 diverge in the '70s from the '60s, and then some often bring it back in the '80s. Because I felt like even '84, the organ sound really brought it back from what uh, Keith was doing. Right. Uh, especially, and it just had that, I don't know, similar feel to the early stuff, but still slower like it was in the 70s. Yeah, more in the pocket. Well, that's all I've got. I know. We still do like keyboard corner and then wrap it up and all that jet. Keyboard corner. Back from the tunes. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Doing that from the tubes. Yeah. Woo! Woo, tubes. Yeah. Talk I mean, about I feel it. Like we talked about it so much already, though. Talk I mean, about I, it know. more. Okay. Um, uh, Pig Pen's still the best um, because I just really like that early sound. And he did some crazy stuff in that one version with great the stuff, stuff way up the front. The second one yeah. we listened to. Yeah. The month after the debut. So good. That March 66. Yeah, but then the Calliope sound, that became more of the standard thing that he played, and that's so mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I loved everything everybody did. Uh, that one version where it had Keith and Pigpen in 72 was awesome because you have the best of both worlds, but it kind of took away a little bit, I feel like. Um, I super loved the uh, what Brent did, especially in that last version in 89. I thought that was really good. Yeah, as far as what Brent did in both of the songs we heard, zero complaints zero yeah it's a super keyboard heavy song i mean it's a organ you know or piano uh heavy song i mean especially that and they kind of lost that but then once brent brought it back which is right. great yeah keith totally did his own thing he did the piano yeah. he did his jam and it was great but it was keith honky-tonk yeah. piano style when brent started playing it what was interesting is that brent brought in both of what pig did and i don't know if that's just because keyboardists i mean i always call them keyboard organists do what organists do and and i'm and like i want to hear an organ i just think oh that sounds like that but but i i feel like um pig did two great things he did that he started doing that really cool staccato thing that we both really liked and and is an important part of that yeah but also 
in the later 60s where he started laying down that bed where like the longer sustained notes, the chord tones and that type of thing. Um, Brent did both of those things. Yeah. It's like he, you know, when he joined the band, I don't, I don't, I have no idea what his preparation was. If he just listened to the current versions and did his own thing, or if he went back and listened to older shit, but he must have, well, wasn't he already kind of a deadhead? I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I know that Keith was, but maybe Brent. I think Brent probably. Yeah, was. Keith and Donna were like, "We like this band. Let's go join it." <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But Brent, I, I don't know any of his story. I just it 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 is just it's a testament to me. To me, it's a testament to Pig. Right. Twenty oh, years yeah. later, Brent, with all his talents and all the new technology and all that shit. Um, when it comes time to play this song, he's doing the two best things Pig did, right? Like, the, that's but so the that, I mean, that indicates he definitely went back and listened to what Pigpen was doing. I mean, he I listened to those old versions. Maybe I don't know. Or how maybe, else would he have done? How else would he be doing exactly what Pig did? I don't know he, enough about what organists do that maybe that's all they do. And if you heard like fifty thousand organ songs, it'd all sound like that. And I'd be like, oh, they all kind of like sound like that. No, no, but there's no way. <laughs> No, there's no way because especially like uh, when they do the thing with uh, simultaneous with the guitar, like that was something that you wouldn't just right. Necessarily Pig invented do. that. Yeah, so anybody who so does I, that is doing what Pig did. <laughs> no, but in that song, doing no, it that no, way, no, when, I, I, that sounded sarcastic. I did not mean that to be sarcastic. Like that's he decided that's the only part of the song where I will do what Jerry does, and he was right, and everybody else realizes he's right and does that same thing because Pig was right. Yeah, but I'm saying that Brent wouldn't do that unless he listened to that version. I don't think that's the only reality in which that happens. All right. I think it's highly unlikely that he would have played that unless he listens to the old versions. I, like, I, I just I just really think all the stuff that he played, hearing what he was playing, he must have been trying to play what they did in the early stuff. But that being said, you know, to to segue out of keyboard corner, and I think that is a similar thing. Jerry never got away from his tone, especially. No, he was just like super rubber band, low E string, growly. Yeah. Just brown. Never, never changed that. It's all, you know, 30 years or whatever. We didn't listen to any 90s. I don't know how we'd ever know. But, you know, he didn't play a different tone in all the versions we learned, we listened to. Yeah. Um, really wonder what happened in the nineties if you played that same tone or not. I mean, I love this song. It's, it's. I love the. I, what I like. Cares? I, What's the point? I think Jerry. <laughs> I think Jerry really liked this song too, and the reason he was so into it and was able to do the vocals and the guitar and have so much energy to do it throughout even his like tired years was because it is that nexus of. Uh, traditional song which he loved to do and he did throughout his career including with every you know olden in the way obviously and uh, grisman and and certainly uh to some degree with uh jerry band but i i I agree i think there's definitely an argument that this song speaks to his kind of core love of music right this is uh, american music music he grew up on as a kid right i mean this is yeah but he turned it into a rock tune he turned it into a dead rock tune that is awesome and so it, it, it it's all of that right and so it, it's not just the americana um traditional song which he loves and has like these vague 
vocals, which I think can be interpreted in multiple ways, but as a traditional, like normal old plain old love story or, you know, shitty love story. Murder and ballad. Then, uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then they just rock it the fuck out. And I think it works. And I think he loved that. And that nexus of traditional songs you could successfully turn into a rock tune was what uh, he always wanted to do. But how crazy that they've played this song from 66 to 95. Yeah. yeah. No fucking jams. No right. jams. Yeah. Barely even a solo. There's like a set yeah. piece. Sometimes the keyboard took a solo. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did Jerry ever take a solo? Uh, a little bit, but not much. Barely, if at all. Yeah. But they played it over and over again. I think he just loved the song. He must have, right? Yeah. I love that, and, it. And the, and the vocals, me too. And the vocals were uh, intense. You know, he, he really could crush those. Everybody sings on that one, right? I mean, that's one. Like, if, if we're playing it, Everybody's fucking everybody with a mic is singing every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's great. It's just just a little odd number. I mean, like the longest version we listened to, I think tonight, five minutes. Yeah. Isn't that, I mean, it's not and even other songs we listened to had like China cat had the Bobby solo or morning dew has that sort of intense build where Jerry solos and crushes the solo and like, and not other songs. We've not a lot of the songs we've done have had huge jams because we've kind of been, you know, holding off to get into that. But, um, but this one really the whole nother level of not really having any soloing. Right. The 69 version under three minutes, the 67 yeah. and 66 versions, four minutes or under 72, five and a half. 77, five and a half. That five, four, yeah. The 51470 was six minutes. And then 89 was 645. And the longest was the 84 version at 654. But none of those yep. are, none of those are like super long. And Jerry never ripped. But I mean, it's, you could fucking tear that apart. I mean, it's just the chord structure is so simple. Simple. If yeah. you wanted to tear it apart, you could, but he, yeah, why? Why not? Like, why didn't? And, and you would have. I mean, in your research, the, you would have discovered any monster jams. That none. Came out or none. Any, yeah. The only reason I can think of is he just loved the song. Yeah. And then so, and then the biggest changes. So you know, in the trajectory of the development of the song, there was certainly the tempo change the when tempo, it went from the this. tempo was by far the biggest. That's change. the biggest thing. But the you know what's weird to me is I would say even on par, and it's not a not a change it's it's a there and back again but the biggest thing for me after that was oh, one drummer or two drummers cuz yeah, billy by is... himself on this song that 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 snare work he would do when he was by himself compared to uh just that more laid back uh those i love those laid back fills they do when they're playing together when it's mickey know. and billy like you know and those are great but man on this song when Billy is doing those that snare work. We commented on it multiple times when he was by himself. And it was just so good. And I would even more so than switching from organ to piano when it goes from pig to Keith. I would say the one drummer or two drummer had more impact on this song than I, that. I totally which agree. Which is a bold statement. I know I totally agree. It's songs like this that are not stretched out, that are truly 
composed just great songs that, that you really need each instrumentalist to have the freedom to add exactly what they want to add. And I feel like there's just something about the drums that when you have a, a piece like this that is just so simple and just traditional that there's just something that's lost by adding that extra layer of drums on. I, I, I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. I think we're I think we're starting to build an anti two drummer bias on this show a little bit. Maybe, but. but but not not in the early shit. That primal shit is fucking great. But yeah, th- there's and I don't and I don't think it's a bias. I think it's I think it's a reality that that <laughs> that when they came back after the hiatus, there was just a they were not nimble. They were. Yeah, they, they were. No, okay, I'm not going to say they're not nimble. They were not as nimble. I know what you mean. They they certainly could, uh, you know, lay down a huge jam where they build uh, amazing energy. But it was just there was on a on a micro scale, on like a measure to measure scale with the drums, where they could switch gears a little more slowly. But in terms of like, you know, uh, where the drummer just stops playing, how like we talked about that breakdown. That's exactly it. That that's the it, fucking point right there. When the drummer drops out, it is fucking epic. It's emotional. Yeah. It's yes. it changes everything when the drummer drops out. And when there's two yeah. drummers, they don't fucking ever drop out. No, I know. It's weird. Why not? They could, you know, like like here we're gonna drop out. But then they don't. Like yeah, like they could wink it. at each other. Yeah. <laughs> hold hands like Keith and uh <laughs> And I did not make that up. They totally did. <laughs> yeah. That's called the musical conduit. Let's wrap it up. It's getting, we've been here forever. This is gonna be the longest episode ever. Maybe if we didn't, maybe it wouldn't be so terrible if we weren't here all fucking night. Maybe we should just keep it a little more uh, condensed and then say some funny shit. And maybe we're just getting tired. Maybe we're just very tired. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe the fucking, what do they call it? The uh, doldrums? The, 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 the the shine is off the pearl. What do they say? The old the the the, 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 the shining the 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 red the the the, 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 the the lipstick on the pig. No, it's not that one. <laughs> the, the the shine is off the gemstone. The old, we're the, done. We're done. What's we're not doing this anymore. No, we are. <laughs> we're doing it poorly. I don't care how bad it gets. We're gonna do this forever. It's gonna get way worse. It, 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 not a. It will. It will. <laughs> I'm get gonna way worse. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna make this get worse just to be just so we don't have to be anxious about when the it's gonna is, happen. The scent is off the rose. That's not it. The the bloom. The bloom is off the rose. I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm tanking us, so we don't. I because I can't stand the anxiety of wondering when it's gonna happen. So I'm just gonna make it happen now. Okay, do it. Go. <laughs> One, two, three. Go. Uh, okay. See you later. Catch you. So this is over now. Bye. Yeah, I like the dead. <laughs> yeah, we're here. Yeah. Code names. Bye bye. Yeah. Code names. Bye bye. Yeah. Listen to Grateful Dead. Yeah. Listen to Grateful Dead. <laughs> just. Just a, just a, just a, just a grave dead. Bam! Bam! Just, just, just fucking turn this shit off and let's just dead.
save me, baby dead. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that was better than how I was earlier in the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta All get right. out of here and go to bed or some shit. We'll go night night. Time on code go names. Bye bye. Do you want to say your thing? No, I don't care anymore. <laughs> Judge not. Let's be judge. <laughs>